unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Now, please welcome Christopher Roush. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And speaking of the self-help fluffy bullshit, tonight I've got a show for you. Here is the progression and the growth of Christopher Roush. My friends gather around. Those of you who have not seen me in 10 years, gather around. All of you guys from back in the old heavy metal days, gather around. You're going to have a great conversation because you're going to hear shit that Christopher never used to talk about and Christopher used to never say. So it's going to be a beautiful conversation with a good friend of mine. So we've already got Christopher Kaysen in the house. What's up, Christopher? Great to have you here, brother. Christopher's uh, moving and shaking. He's taking life by the horns and you're out there doing it, man. So he says, evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, I believe welcome from Utah. So thank you for being here from Utah. And if you guys are watching this, whether you're watching it live or on the replay, I uh, appreciate each and every one of you for being here. You guys are misfits for life. You guys know that's, that's, that's my crew. You guys are my misfits for life. And I just appreciate you guys being here. The comments after the show, during the show, as you're engaging with the show, the questions before, during, after everything, I truly appreciate. I appreciate the fact that you share these shows, that you want to make an impact in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my misfits for life. I love and each every one of you. And tonight we're gonna have a great conversation. So again, bring your questions, bring your engagement, bring your thoughts on the conversation every once in a while. Um, truth be told, I'll put you up on the screen like that and say, hey, Christopher says evening. Um, so this is gonna be a great conversation. And uh, I just want to uh, also recognize that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that time of the year. It is that time of the year, ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season. So what do I do in the holiday season? I talk about what it is that we can do collectively um, to make the world a better and brighter place for who we are and what we do. And somebody asked me the other day, they said, so Chris, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, you know what I want for Christmas? I want world fucking peace. But I realize Santa Claus doesn't have that big of a bag right now. So here's what I want. I want people to go out there and do nice things for other people and go tell other people about it and make the world a better place. I don't need any other stuff. I've got plenty of stuff. I am blessed beyond my mess. I love my life. So we always donate to feedinghungry.org or yeah, feedinghungry.org, the massive organization that takes care of feeding uh, families. But also, 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 I would get my ass handed to me if you guys did not hear me talk about Help Heal Humanity. Help Heal Humanity uh, is an amazing organization, which I happen to be a uh, board member of. So there it is, www.helphealhumanity.org. We've got a lot of exciting stuff that we're doing. 2022 is going to be another impactful year, both here in the United States, in Canada, in Haiti, in Cambodia, and now Nicaragua, and a bunch of other places that we're going to uh, to make the world a better place. So if you are inclined, please, please go to the website, check it out. We're looking for volunteers. We're looking for people to be on the board. We're looking for a treasurer right now. So if you guys know somebody who is in the, um, the accounting field that would like to be a treasurer, um, I think there's some criteria for that, but we'd love to have that person. We're looking for a secretary. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. So if you want to be a part of an organization that is changing the world and the CEO founder, Serena Bufflino is the real deal. You guys have seen her on the show. Um, if you haven't go to my YouTube page, you're going to see some amazing conversations with her. She's a, she's a marvelous person. And we're just out here really, truly to make the world a better place for who we are and what we do. And along with that, we got John in the house. What's up, John? Our brother from another mother. Um, yes, John, what's up? What's up? So, um, yes, uh, Christopher says here, been, into, been to Cambodia before in late 2019. Nice. Um, well, thank you for doing that. And hopefully you made some uh, some good efforts over there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here tonight because of my brother from another mother, uh, Lee Height. I met Lee uh, through Princeton Clark and through Clubhouse. And we just started jiving and vibing. And uh, we come from different ends of the spectrum when it talks about when you think about motivation and inspiration. And in this conversation tonight, talking about spirituality was something that's very, very new to me over, I would say, the last five or 10 years, I would say definitely five years. It's been, it's impacted me quite a bit with the people that I've surrounded myself with now, like my brother Lee, like Scott Goyette, you guys know him, go love now. And just being more open to the journey that I'm on, not as a human, but as a soul having this human existence. So uh, tonight we're going to, we're going to dovetail into a lot of different things. So if you have questions about spirituality, we're going to be talking about those. So I'm just excited to welcome to the show, my brother Lee, what's going on, man. Welcome to the raw and scripted show. Hey, what a pleasure to be here with you, Christopher, on Raw and Unscripted, and uh, with all the folks out there. I'm just glad to be here, man. This is exciting. 
It Great. is. Yeah. It is. I appreciate you being so here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun tonight, I'm sure, talking about all this spiritual nonsense and good all stuff. And yeah. Uh, Jock, <laughs> Jock, John's, John said, what? I thought his name was Jock. Is that right? His I name is John. Yeah. Okay, now we know your real name, okay. Jock. Uh, he says, "I would not be, I would not mind being involved." Okay, now let's rewind. What were we talking about when he said he wanted to be involved? Was that a three-way or a two-way? I can't remember. What do you want to be involved I, in, John? I don't know. <laughs> he wants to be involved in help heal humanity. We got Mary Kay in the house coming to us over from the YouTube right. channel. Thank you so much for being here, Mary Kay. Hey, Mary. How Happy are you evening, doing? Christopher and Lee. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so yes, uh, so uh, that's my subway name. Oh, that's oh my Sunday name. Sunday. I like your subway name, man. I don't have my glasses on. So thank you for being here, Lee. I appreciate you. And so we titled the show "The Beginner's Guide to Spirituality" because for me, when I opened the show and I said helping people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit, the mindfulness, the source, the enlightenment, the meditation, the the Zen bells, and all that other stuff was part of that self-help fluffy <laughs> bullshit. And we've had this conversation about that because it's like, okay, you, you guys could all go sit Indian style over there and fuck off. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to make things happen. And I was right. really good at that until I realized that there was a part of, there was an incongruency, something going on in my body and my system. So we all know what that is. It's called spirituality. But talk to us a little bit about your spiritual journey uh, and getting to this place in your life where you're now a spiritual expert. Uh, spiritual expert. I'm not, I'm not even sure there is such thing as a spiritual expert just because from where I sit, I mean, I started on this journey when I was 13, 14 years old. I mean, if you ask my mom, my mom will tell you that when I was four years old, she loves to tell this story. Masha said, when I was four years old, that I walked up to her and I said, mommy, why is God? Ooh. And she didn't quite know how to answer. I'm not even sure I know how to answer that question now. But was, your family, was your family religious? Was your, was your family religious or spiritual in that in that sense? Uh, mom and dad, you know, mom and dad grew up in Kansas, Arkansas, and Kansas. They grew up Methodist. Um, so yeah, they went to church every Sunday. They met at the you know Washburn University Young Methodist Teen Group or Kids Young Adult Group, whatever. So yeah, they were. I mean, Christian so to speak. And we didn't really go to church much when I was a kid. I mean, I started exploring on my own. Like I said, when I was 13, 14 years old, started reading the Bible, started reading some other things um, on my own, started go, like explored with like a handful of different churches. And my mom was listening to a morning radio show. Um, and that was put on by the church of religious science in Los Angeles, California. And so she was listening to that radio show in the morning, every morning. And I'd kind of hear it here and there. And uh, I liked what I was hearing. And mom said, well, there's a church right down the street. And so we went down to the Church, church of Religious Science in Redondo Beach, California. Uh, the minister at the time was a Dr. Frank Richelieu. He and his wife were both ministers. And I really enjoyed what I heard and I got involved in those. That organization is now called the United Centers for Spiritual Living. And I mean, I got involved in the youth group there, uh, got heavily involved in leadership in the youth program over the years, ended up going to ministerial school uh, through the organization, graduated uh, in 1989 from there. And, you know, went into ministry, went into full-time ministry for 10, 12 years, worked on the youth program, set on the, uh, had a couple of different churches, uh, three different ministries, uh, one in Sun Valley, Idaho, Peoria, Arizona, and then Seal Beach, California, progressively larger churches and larger uh, congregations. Um, sat on the board of trustees. The challenge that I had personally uh was that in my own growth, I really never learned how to say no. You know, I never learned how to say, no, you know, that's too much. No, you know, I need to kind of focus. And so part of my own growth was learning and basically crashing and burning because I kept getting handed stuff to do 
beyond just my basic ministry. Mm. Let's, 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 stop, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Yeah. Cause that, that, that's, yeah. that's a good jumping off point. I want to go back and right. now I didn't expect to ask you this, but now what answer would you give yourself to the question that you asked when you were four years old? The question that I would ask, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh, that's a deep one. I'm going to go back to that, that one. That, that is a good, that is a good question. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of got, yeah, got kind of off track, but yeah. Why I, I believe, I believe that the fundamental impulse in the universe, in this world, this universe, this life we live is for growth and expansion and, and creation. I believe that we live in a, in a physical manifestation of a spiritual pres power and presence that is for growth and expansion and creativity. We are fundamentally creative beings. I believe mm -hmm. that. We are fundamentally creative beings. And we are always creating whether we are conscious of it or not. There is a power, I believe, in us. Call it God. Call it Allah. Call it spirit. Call it source. Call it the you know. Call it the, the divine purple penguin. For all like for all that that matters, right? Doesn't matter. Divine what purple we call penguin. It. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Raw and Scripted Show. Divine purple <laughs> penguin. That is God. And I stole that from a good friend of mine years and years ago. Anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it because what we what we understand it to be is a creative force that is within us and through us and as us in each and every moment, always responding to the nature of our beliefs, the con the entire content of our consciousness is constantly reflected back to us as our lives. The mirror. Our lives, it's a mirror. Our lives, the people in it, the places in it, how we see it, how we feel about it, how we respond to it, how we react to things is always rising up out of our belief systems. Mm, our belief systems, so the foundation, the foundation of who it is, who we are. Um, thank you for that answer. Thank you for that answer. I just want to capture a couple of questions right here. I think we had a couple of questions, but uh, um, Robert's in the house. What's up, Robert? He says, hi, Christopher. Hi, Christopher, Lee, John. Hi, and me. Thank you for being here, Robert. We always appreciate you being here. <laughs> Christopher sharing. He says, started my spiritual journey nearly 10 years ago because of a void that formed that I wanted to fill, which going to church no longer filled anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You said it so perfectly, Christopher, a void. I mean, that's what I considered mm -hmm. for me. It was like I was fundamentally successful by all means, but there was something that was missing. There was a hole in my heart that I was trying to figure out what it was. And it was that it was that that spiritual side trying to figure out the soul inside of me versus just the the, the monkey brain that we think that we are when we start right, off. Right. It's so crazy. Uh, Christopher says here, I just uh, consider God to be infinite and beyond uh, any way we can really describe in words or even conceive in mind. Absolutely. All infinite, mm -hmm. all infinite being. Um, John says, uh, D DPP. Love it. I'm not sure what, what's DPP. Divine purple penguin. Come on. Oh, <laughs> why? What? <laughs> Divine, I'm, I'm like flying purple people eater. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Uh, John says, I started my spiritual journey every day that I opened my eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got coach absolutely. in the house. What's up, coach DC? Hey, this is coach. Good day, gentlemen. Coach is also from, uh, from the men's group that we do on clubhouse every single Wednesday, 5 PM Pacific standard time. We're going to be there again tomorrow. So clubhouse is open to everybody. we got John here. we got coach DC here. we got, um, all the beautiful people. And of course you, my brother Lee, we started that because we said, you know what, we got to do something for the men out there. We got to sit here and focus on the men out there and help heal our brothers in uh, trouble. And tomorrow our conversation is going to be talking about our little brothers, the little boys and, uh, right. in the life of what we can do to impact them. But, um, Thank you for answering that that question about what is God, um, you know, and that's a probably a, a perfect segue to really talk about what I know a lot of people ask the question is, what's the difference between being religious or religion 
and being spiritual or spirituality? Are they are they one and the same? Are there differentiations? Are can they be one and the same? Is it all up to perspective? Talk to us about that because I know that was the I, thing for me. Yeah. Is I thought spirituality was religion. I was like, okay, I'm not a religious person. I believe in different religions, but for me, it was trying to find that that what what is it what does it mean for me? So talk to us about the differentiations between spirituality and religion. I you know I think spirituality is kind of the big basket, right? So spirituality for me is the big picture, the big basket. Religion is, you know, we've got all these little organizations, right? We've got the Catholics, we've got, you know, a, you know, dozens of different Christian organizations. We've got, Why is that? you know, we've got Muslims, Islam, Zoroastrianism, American Indian traditions. We've got the Hindus and the Buddhists and the Shinto. And, you know, you've got all these people. And all these, all these groups, all these organizations, these are all the religions. These are the, the organized way of looking at a spirit, at spiritual practice. Mm, I like that. That's the way I, I define it. That's the way I differentiate. It's like, I was tempted to even go look and like, you know, go to Webster and say, well, what does Webster say? I don't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what Webster thinks. Religion is the organization. Anybody could have a religious practice. Anything we do on a regular basis, right? We can say we do that religiously, right? So we do it daily. I just consider that's a daily practice. I mean, it's, you know, some people journal every day. Some people journal and read every day. So many people read every day. They do meditation. They wake up and do the affirmations. You know, our friend, you know, Princeton gets up and looks in the mirror every day and talks to himself, and, you know, gets himself fired up and wound up about this, that, and the other. Can you imagine that Some conversation? I do that. I, come on, come on, you Right. Sermon. I've, you know, sermon. I've done it. Some days I, some days I do it. Some days I need that. Man. Some days I need to get up and get after it. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, I've got, I have I have done and do all these all these different practices. I'm not I'm not the kind personally to sit down and meditate for 20 minutes at a stretch. It's not the way I'm wired. Okay, so I have different ways of coming at meditation. You mean I take five minutes here, five minutes there, ten minutes there, longer if I need it, depending on what's going on. You know, I have my daily reading. I do affirmations. Um, you know like putting together, you know, the stuff that I put up on Instagram. That's a bit, that's a practice for me because mm -hmm. like the stuff I put up on Instagram, 98% of what I put up on Instagram is my stuff. I write it myself. I don't go dig it up from somewhere else. I don't get it from anybody. That's me. All right. And, and it's the result of, you know, having been studying and doing my spiritual path for 45, 46, 47 years now. That's, I mean, how long I've been really focused on it. So, and yeah, I mean, I've gone back and I've studied, you know, the Bible and before, and I've gone back and I've studied, you know, the, the, the Quran, and I've studied the Bhagavad Gita, and I've studied American Indian stuff, and I've studied you know, the great metaphysicians of the 17th, 18th, 19th century. I've looked at all of those guys, read all of that, you know, a lot of that stuff. Which one's, which one's There's accurate? Nothing. Which one's accurate? They're all, they're all accurate. They are all accurate. Don't they all say they're the same all, thing? I've never read them all, but they, don't they all pretty much say the same thing? They all essentially, for me, they all essentially say the same, say the same thing. There's a power greater than we are in this universe. It is this universe, right? There's a power back of all things. There's a divine idea back of everything that is created. Does I mean they all say that to one degree or another? They all speak to the power of prayer and the power of belief. They all speak to loving one another. The golden ah. rule is the old. The golden rule is found in all of them. Then why is it not happening in the world today if so many people are religious? We forget. <laughs> we forget. We get wrapped up in our stuff. We get wrapped up in our own drama. We start going, oh, I've got to get mine, or I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. And, oh, this didn't go right today, and this, you know, this went wrong today. And we forget. 
we forget. Autopilot. Autopilot. We we get on autopilot. We go unconscious for just a minute. One of my greatest, one of the greatest teachers I had was a man named Dr. Ernest Forks. And boy, he just, you know, <laughs> he spiritually kicked my butt every day. You would have loved him, Christopher. He was what 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 what's, what what stage of life was this for you? Was this your twenties, thirties? When I was uh, mid late twenties in ministerial school. Okay. And he was, and he he would look at me. He loved to look at me in the, in the middle of class. And he, this big guy, he'd sit in the corner of the room. You know, the lights were were kind of half, you know, mood lighting kind of stuff. You know, in a classroom setting, like there were eight or nine of us. And he'd sit in the corner, and he'd be sitting. He was a big guy, you know a little overweight, big, deep voice. And he'd look at me and he'd say, Lee, when you go unconscious, there are consequences and there are casualties and they are you. I was like, wow. Bam. When When you go unconscious, there are casualties and they are you. We learn from the casualties, right? We learn from those. Absolutely. So those casualties are the casualties are our belief systems, right? Yeah. So we go unconscious and stuff happens and we're like, oh, yeah. If we're could've lucky enough to wake, could have had to be exactly could have had to be eight. You know, where's my seven up? whatever you know it's like what do i what what could i have done differently now it's like looking at those situations where something bad happens and we get to reframe it right if we if we're awake enough right we get to stop and look at that and reframe it and say okay how can i do this differently and this this actually kind of points a little bit to what we're talking about tomorrow. What we, we talked about, I think, last week or the week before in the men's group is, is like when we're raising our kids or, or, or working with whoever we're working with in life, when mistakes happen, there are a couple of things we can do. We can start blaming, accusing, punishing, or we can say, okay, Mistakes happen and that's okay. That's how we learn. So how can we learn from this and what can we do differently next time? Next time this happens, what can we do differently? Mm, mm, Yes. I love that powerful question. I love that powerful question. Let me ask you this. It just popped into my head and I want to ask it before I forget, because I don't know if it's a brilliant question or not, but can somebody be afraid yet still subscribe to a religion like you know like somebody like if they if they really truly believe in their religion whatever it might be can they can they simultaneously do that and still live in a, in a fearful mindset i think we all do it daily i'm sure i mean i know i do i get afraid sometimes probably daily maybe daily maybe every other day you know little fears little anxieties little fears you know if for me, and people talk about, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's like, there's fear and love. Hello, Chloe. Um, Hello, Chloe. <laughs> right. Fear and love are like the two sides of the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. Or the two ends of the same same energetic spectrum. Look at, look at it that way. So, you know, where are we living? Where am I on that fear-love spectrum? Like if I'm, if I'm looking at, if I'm facing a new situation, there's going to be a little bit of that fear energy, maybe because I'm walking into something new. It's like anybody, right? There's a little bit of fear energy. So I can name that fear. I can name that anxiety, or I can name that, you know, the flock of butterflies in my stomach that's not quite flying in formation. So I need to get them to kind of fly in formation and use that energy in in a right way. Right. So it's like, it's an energy. So I just name it energy. Say, okay, I've got some energy going on. And so I can call it fear or I can call it love as a creative force moving through me and Mm -hmm. kind of get those butterflies to fly in formation and use that energy to move me forward. Oh, use the energy to move you forward. I mean, that becomes, is it? And this is the thing I think about when I think about fear. And this is something that I want to get your thoughts on. 
is as I've been sitting there thinking, like, is there really a difference between fear and excitement? It is. It, is it just a matter of a perspective? Like, okay, is it fearful or am I excited? What are your, What are your thoughts on that? I, I yeah. I mean, I I, I think I agree. I mean, I, I think excite. I think it is excitement. I think it, it it's it's excitement, and there's that. Like I said before, there's a, there's kind of that excitement anxiety thing that kind of goes on, right? Especially in the face of something new. Right. Right. First date. Right. You got some anxiety going on. You got a little, maybe a little, somebody may, somebody may name it fear. Somebody may name it anxiety, but it's energy that's disorganized. Right. It's energy that's kind of a little out of whack. I'm not feeling quite right. And how do I do that? Well, I kind of breathe into it. So there's, there's a little practice, right? So you take some, take a couple minutes, take a deep breath or two. And kind of ground that energy, right? There's that yes. kind of, you know, that fluffiness, that fluffy spirituality stuff, right? Yeah. Take a deep well, breath. You can't stay, you can't stay a hard ass your entire life. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was. I just got tired of fighting myself. I just got. I got tired of right. wondering. You know, it was just. It felt like there was always an internal battle, and I was just like, okay. So I started asking my friends, like, you know, what books are you reading about spirituality, and and dipping my toe into the water, and and just like becoming more accepting of it. But also, I mean, this is another question I had for you when I was thinking about this is you know, the stereotypes, we talked about this, the men's club, you know, the different stereotypes about men, but here's the stereotypes about spirituality. You say spiritual. What does somebody say? Granola? What is it? A Lotus sitting granola crunching hippie. Isn't that right. what you usually hear when somebody's sure. so how do we yeah. dispel some of those? How many, how do we dispel some of the, the stereotypes to I get mean, people got, more comfortable? I got, I got this little guy on my desk. Yeah. Know, is that bad? I mean, is that bad? I got, I got some, where is he? I got that. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I got my, I got, I got my salt lamp. Yeah. You know, I got my, I got my buddy. <laughs> got my little bag of crystals, you know, whatever. I got a bag yeah, of math. It's all, it's, it's all fun stuff. <laughs> I got a bag of math. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all good fun. I mean, it's, I want to say it's all good fun and it is. See, here's the thing. This is one of my things about spirituality. People think of spirituality as this, as this kind of like, you know, let's get heavy, deep and real and meditate. And it's just a serious thing. And I'm like, no. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. But if I'm not having fun, why? <laughs> like, why? Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, it's, it, there's, there's fun to be had, right? Spirituality is about living a happy life and sharing that with, for me, it's about living a happy life and sharing that with other people, right? Sharing what I've learned, right? Because for me, this is a collective effort, right? It's not just me because in that at this level of spirituality, we are all connected. Yep. There's no... There is no empty space. It looks like it's empty space, right? There's looks like there's empty space between you and me. You're in California. I'm here in, in Arizona. And it looks like there's a lot of empty space between you and me, but no. The air between us is made up of molecules too. There is no empty space. Ooh, deep. So There's we're no all space. connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so there is no empty space and we're all connected. We're all connected. And so as I grow, the principle says, the spiritual principles that I understand say, as I grow, I make it easier for everybody because I'm clearing out at that level of universal subjective mind or subconscious mind that level where we all share information, right? As I clean that up in my, as I clean up my little part of that, I make it easier for everybody else. As you clean up your consciousness, you make it easier for everybody else. Mm -hmm. As John and whoever else is out there in the, in, the, in the audience tonight, as we all clean up our act, so to speak, we make it easier for everybody else. 
how does somebody start doing that when they've, when they've lived their entire life doing the finger pointing thing, they're blaming, they're sitting here and they're like, man, I want to get in touch with my spiritual self. I want to get more in touch with, you know, inner peace and finding that freedom. What are some, what are some steps that people can do to, to change the psychology that's going on in their brain to rewire some of their perspectives and change their viewpoints about what spirituality means and what it can mean for them? Cause I know for me, for, for me personally, and I'll be transparent for me, being spiritual is, is going to be an ongoing journey. And I, and I recognize that that's why I look at plant-based medicines. It's like, okay, is there, is there, a, is there a, a spiritual aspect that I'm going to go down that road? But for me, every single day, I just look and I, I read um, books and I, and I, I talk to people like you to continue to expand that journey. But what can we do for people to, to switch that psychology that's going on in their brain of they're, they're blaming, they're living in fear, but they want to become more spiritual and more in love with themselves and more in love with um, their surroundings. I think I think people just you know, for one, we start where we are, right? We start where we are. Because one of the, one of the things that I know and I've seen people do is they get they're like, great, I'm right here. I I have an idea about what spirituality is for me. Like, like most people have some exposure to something, right? whatever it is and so you start where you are you find something that speaks to you um there i mean you start with a book i mean i point people at like jonathan livingston seagull right it was a great book in the 70s richard bach ended up with a whole series there's jonathan livingston seagull illusions um any number of other books like that um you start with simple stuff and you find you find a group pick up a book on meditation, find a podcast or something. Um, you know, come follow me on Instagram. I post stuff almost every day. Um, I kind of took the last week and a half off because I was on vacation. I was kind of unplugged, you know, but I'm coming back this week. Um, find a, find a, find a spiritual community, find a group of some kind, you know, it's, there's, it's easier to do by yourself. And it often feels like trying to eat the elephant. Right? <laughs> it's like, because you're like, God, I'm here. And I, and I look and I see all, the, all these enlightened people out there in the world or the people that seem to be enlightened and they've got it all figured out. Nobody's got it all figured out. Nobody. Mm -mm, not even me. Because I'll tell you what, if they have it all figured out, They've turned pink and they've ascended and it's all over. They're done. They've uh -huh. moved on. The people that have it all figured out aren't here anymore. So, Most of them sit behind a, a keyboard anyway, right? <laughs> the ones that have it all right. figured out, they're just, they're just over there doing this shit. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, because nobody has it all figured out. We have our own answers. You know, we have the answers that work for us. And that's really what matters is figuring out the answers that work for us mm. because we are all unique individuals, you know, love one another, you know, pray believing it is done unto you as you believe. I mean, all these basic simple little things are the things that really matter. Mm. And It's kind of like what the Dalai Lama said, the current Dalai Lama said in, in a book that he wrote about, he was talking about um, Hinduism and the teachings of Jesus. It was, it was a comparative study mm. wow. work that he did, that he did. And it was a great book and I don't remember the title, but I do remember this. This is the thing that really stuck with me. And it was early on in the book. He says, in the end, what really matters is were you a good person? Bing, 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 bing. Wow. Right? In the end, what matters is were you a good person? Were you kind? Were you good? Yeah, that's really what matters. Man. <clears throat> you got to keep it simple. Like, I mean, yeah. You got to keep it simple. I want to capture Christopher's comment right here. Uh, he says here, it's a, it's a long one. I'm going to try to read it all. I see all the religions having a hidden central core 
oneness reunification with the divine, just different methods of doing so. A lot of getting caught up in the rituals and ceremonies on a surface level to the point of forgetting the purpose in the first place and uh, clinging too much to them to the point of them being their identity and fighting over it. Bam. I, I saw that. I saw that my girl, Johanna's in the house, Johanna's in the house. And I noticed that when she said that, she's like, yes, I know. I'm, I have to go back and visit that one for a second because it's so true. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what gets me is about is the hypocrisy of, of that, of that, you know, that stance like, oh yeah, well, you know, I subscribe to like 65% of what's in the book, but the rest of it, I'm going to disagree with, but uh, you better, you know, agree with my stuff and everything. We got Lynn Serrano in the house. What's up, Lynn? She goes, hello, awesome friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Johanna, for being here from Puerto Rico. I think she's in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, we got uh, people saying like that, um, uh, Serena and the Serena's in the house. I was talking about you earlier, girlfriend. She says, that's 100% be kind, love and love always. Yes. Serena Buffley. Now see, I told you guys, I was talking about her help heal humanity. There she is. She shows up and she shows up. So something for me, that's been very curious in, in thinking about my soul's purpose and thinking about, you know, spirituality, thinking about the separation between the monkey brain and the soul and, you know, and my coach had given me some ideas to think about. Um, and I had a reading and they talked about past lives. And that was very interesting to me to separate myself, to think that I, me, well, not me, Christopher, the meat suit, but me, you know, the soul has had different lifetime experiences. Um, and so that has connected me more to that spirituality aspect of things, because I do believe in that. Um, and I, and I know that for me, when I think about, um, my purpose and my intention for being here is to learn lessons. I believe we've said it before. We're here to learn lessons, to be open-minded to those lessons. Uh, what are your thoughts on what I've heard now called the soul contract? What are your thoughts on that? Is that something you subscribe to? I tend to. Yes, I tend to. I tend to believe in past lives. And I, ha and I have to, and I have to put a little bit of a qualifier on it. Just a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. Because what I have to remember is there's a reason I can't remember them. Now, there are people out there who will tell me, oh, there's this and there's that and the others is indications, blah, 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 based on astrology, numerology, <clears throat> psychic reading. Oracle card, all this stuff. And I've actually had been involved you know, in all of that to one degree or another. And I've had multiple people give me confirmation information, information that's the same, right? The same supporting that, they, that their past they, lives yeah, exist? Right, right. Okay. Past so lives, sure. yeah, they mentioned the same or similar past life experiences regarding gotcha. me. I have always believed in the eternality of the soul, of the individual soul. And what's important to me is how does that impact what I do today? What does that, I mean, having all that information is all great and what importance does that have? What bearing does that have on how I behave today and ensuing days? How does that impact the trajectory of my life and where I'm going? How does that, how does that impact what inspires me and what I'm inspired to do with my life? and how my life impacts those around me and those who come in contact with me, right? I believe that there's a reason, the reason we don't remember is because what's important is what's in front of us. I believe that, I believe that when we, I believe that we are, that we, I personally believe that I've chose my parents that I chose the life that I was born into, the situation that I was born into, given what I knew just prior to incarnation. And that at the point of incarnation, the intention is that we forget purposefully 
so that we start with a clean slate, unburdened by all that stuff, right? You say, born in remembering our, we are connected. And then there was a great writer, Thomas Troward, Judge Thomas Troward, who said, we are born into this world a clean slate. And all of the, the adults and grownups around us begin writing upon that slate the content of their belief until we are awake and aware enough to begin erasing all that and moving on. Before right? all the caretakers so come and fuck us up. All the caretakers come and mess with our consciousness. Yeah. And then we get to clean it up, right? They either mess it up or they give us a good, some of us give us good stuff, right? Some mm, of us say, true. you know what, you're a loving, you're a loving, joyful, joy-filled individual. You're magic, blah, 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 blah. You know, I filled my, you know, my kids with, with, you know, messages like that. And there's some true, I did some bad stuff too along the way. I make mistakes, but none of us are perfect. We try, we do our best, right? But we all make mistakes. You know, mm -hmm. We get to clean up our mess. And so, I believe much of the process is not so much, not so much changing beliefs, but removing limiting beliefs. There you go. Talk to us about that. How do we do that? So we begin removing be limiting beliefs by remembering and kind of cleaning up the stuff that doesn't match up. Okay. So I believe. I believe. Is that about values? Are you talking about values and congruency? Talking about values, talking about beliefs about our own natural state of being, right? Gotcha. So if we believe, if I, if I am, right, if I am, if Christopher is a divine idea within the mind of God, okay? Yes, sir. If there, if there is a divine pattern of me, a divine idea of me, and Christopher, there's a divine idea of you, and there's a divine idea of everybody out there in the listen, in listener land tonight, right? There's a divine idea for each and every one of us. It is filled with love and light and life, peace, power, beauty, joy, abundance, health, wholeness, happiness. You name it. Go down the list of all the good stuff that each and every each and every one of us wants to live and express and experience in life. Anything unlike that, any idea unlike that that says wow, I'm just not deserving, or I'm not good enough, or, or I am not a happy, healthy individual, or all these limiting beliefs, we kind of look and say, okay, I've got this collection, and we start ticking them off one at a time. So every time there's a fearful belief, a fearful idea that pops, pops up, we address it with love. Anytime there is one that is <clears throat> anger or resentment, we address that with peace. Anytime there's one that says, God, I just don't have enough money. We replace it with an idea of abundance and prosperity. We just flip it. We flip the script, right? We go to the opposite end of the spectrum and say, these are the things that are true about me, right? So we begin pouring all these new, all this new positive energies, all this new life-affirming energy into the glass of water that is our consciousness, right? We start filling ourselves with all the good ideas. We fill the well with love and joy and peace. I'm a worthwhile individual. I'm loving, lovable, and loved. I'm happy, healthy, and whole. We start pouring all this great stuff right into the glass of water that is our consciousness. We start doing that, and all of a sudden, we start stirring stuff up, man. Mm -hmm. What happens when you pour clean water into a well? Right, we stir up the stuff that's in the bottom a little bit. We start stirring up the mud and the muck a little bit, and so mm -hmm. inevitably, some of those old ideas, those those old limiting beliefs, are going to get stirred up a little bit. Stuff's going to start happening. We got no, okay, and it's going to be say, these are the, the stuff we talk about being tested. Right, we talk about, oh, my life's going to test me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to. All right, doesn't have to be a test. It's like. So we can grab onto those ideas and kind of hold on them and look at it, or we can just let them go. Poof, and they were gone. Just let them, just let them flow. Just let them flow over the top of the glass. 
say, oh, you know, that's what I used to believe. Oh, that's what used to be true. Up until now, that was true, right? That's one of my favorite lines. We start talking about old ideas and old beliefs that no longer serve us is up until now, I have not felt good about this. Up until now, I have not been good enough. Mm -hmm. My favorite words, yeah. Yes. Right. And, or yet, yet. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't like, I don't like the phrase moving forward because that kind of still holds stuff out in the future. Like moving forward is not a now moment, right? Moving forward is out there in the future somewhere. So I don't like using that phrase. I would say, mm -hmm. okay, now, today, this moment, in this moment, today, now, those yeah. words keep it present, right? I like that, in this moment. Because like I, I tell people in right now, moment. I'm like, in this moment, what am I creating? Like what am this in this right. moment? What am I creating in this moment? Who am I being? What would it be like if I let go of those past beliefs that no longer serve me? What kind of person would I be? How much more loving would I be towards my son, towards my family, towards my friends? You know, that's what we're talking about, guys. Is the fact that you got to be able to release those limiting beliefs and you got to be able to confront confront the stuff in the bottom of the well, like Lee's talking about. Right. Um, so when I think you were talking about consciousness a lot, and my buddy Scott talks about this, the collective consciousness, right? And I think about what we're talking about here, you know, religion versus spiritual and everything. Um, how can we, in a time where I get more and more concerned about the future for my son, who's five years old, and we talk about this in the, in the clubhouse a lot, you know, the future generations of kids that are going to be coming up that are going to inherit this world. How can we raise the collective consciousness from being so us and you and them so divisive and, and, and just what can we do? each and every one of us in our own world, in our own day-to-day -day lives to raise that collective consciousness be to, to, to prevent us from monkey fucking the world into oblivion. I'm going to get t-shirts by the way. <laughs> Quit watching the news. Yeah, fuck the news. Stupid anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I'll admit it. I mean, up until the last year and a half, I, 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 I was hooked. I was watching news a lot. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, it's like all of a sudden I was like, what are you doing, man? Because I never used to watch the news. And I spent, you know, years, too many years watching too much news. And when I quit, I consciously made a decision to stop. And you know, I, I mean, laid off it for like 90 days completely. And then I said, okay, you get an hour a day. That's it. One hour. <laughs> One hour to be fucking miserable and pissed off. Go for it. <laughs> I quit just watching it be, 10 years ago. I was just, like, just, just, just so I know, just so I have like a little bit of a finger on the pulse. Right. And some days I don't even look most days. I don't quite honestly, but yeah, that's a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it is, is, is <clears throat> it's got kind of like garbage in garbage out. Right. So garbage in, we get garbage out, <clears throat> good stuff in good stuff out. So I choose to feed good stuff. Right. Exactly, Serena. Yes, I see that. Yes. <laughs> I like how she's I like, agree. she's like totally adult, <laughs> totally adult in the first part. She's like, fuck the news. Yucky. <laughs> Yucky. Yes. My girl. So, yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's garbage in, garbage out, good stuff in, good stuff out. That's mm -hmm. the equation, right? Um, so how do we get past all the all the separation, all the nonsense, all the division, all the divisiveness? Mm -hmm. Don't engage. Don't engage. But it's so hard. It's, it it, it, it is so hard. They make it, me it, so it, mad, Lee. Like, Lee, they make me so mad. What do you say to those fuckers? They make me so mad. Why are you giving away your power? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. There you go. They're making you mad. If, you, if, if they're making if they're making you mad, mm -hmm. they're living rent free in your head. They're making you mad. Why are you playing victim? If they're making Ooh. you mad. Why are you surrendering to them? Why are you surrendering your own sovereignty to somebody outside of you? Mm -hmm. nobody can make you mad. You're choosing to be mad. You can, and anger, resentment, being mad is fear. It is absolutely fear-based. 
So if you're angry and you're resentful, you're living in fear. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about that. We've been talking about love versus fear, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's it's your opportunity. It's your choice. It's your life. Brother, we've been talking for 49 minutes already. I'm gonna have to have you back on the we're gonna have to have you back on the Ron and Scripted show and, and talk more because uh this is obviously a conversation that has inspired quite a bit of, of, of chat going on over here. We got Deborah in the house. I want to recognize Deborah. Wow, you guys, thank you so much for your comments. We appreciate you. Um, let's see. Uh Mary Kay identifies Jock, uh, the many facets uh, to your diamond. Love it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Serena says here, uh, mistakes are the best as they bring you closer to the truth. Absolutely. They're learning opportunities. Learning Absolutely. opportunities. If I tell you, if I ask people like, do you learn from your mistakes? Most people go, huh? yeah. And I'm like, well, go make more. <laughs> huh? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, like, go, go learn more. Go learn more shit. Go learn more. Deborah in the house. What's up, Deborah? Thank you so much for being here, spending your Tuesday night with us. She says, knowing what you don't want guides you to what you do want. Oh, that's so powerful. So, Brilliant. so powerful. Brilliant. Thank you, Deborah. Mary Kay's chiming in here. She says, limiting beliefs. Now you're talking, Lee. Love, peace, and abundance. Recycle, upcycle everything into better things. Yes, Mary Kay, thank you so that's, much for being here. I like that. Yeah, I like the recycle thing. Absolutely. Because upcycle, Mary Kay. Mary Kay uh, well, I like the recycle and upcycle. Yes, recycle and upcycle. Um, because every time we dump a limiting belief, we reclaim the energy from that belief. Because limiting beliefs hold us down. Limiting beliefs are like, every limiting belief is like a rock in a bag tied to a string on your back. Okay. Graphic. It's a nice word picture. So it's like all the limiting beliefs are like are like rocks tied to a string and we're dragging them behind us, trying to go uphill, right? So we're trying to climb up the hill to get a better view, dragging all these rocks. So every time we let go of a limiting belief, it's like cutting that string and we reclaim the energy because we have now we have more energy to go up the hill because it's easier. And we've learned, we've gotten stronger from dragging that rock that far to that point up until now. And then we let it go and we move forward. We move forward faster. So it's recycling that belief. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And the upcycling. I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that upcycling. one. Upcycling. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for thank you for that share. Christopher is also sharing here. Um, we identify as waves in the ocean and are afraid of what will happen to us after we fade away and thinking that we are separate, not noticing that we are always part of the infinite water ocean and never were separate. Only the uh, labels of the wave ocean separates us. So true. So true. And I know we know Glenn Morshower. Glenn talks about that all the time. I actually got to go do that with Glenn. We actually went down and took ocean, took water from the ocean, brought it back to the Sheridan Gateway Hotel in Los Angeles, California. And he showed that he goes, we're all part of the same ocean. He goes, I'm going to take this water back. And we did. We took water back. It was symbolic. And like, yeah, we're all the same. We're all swimming in the same ocean. So true. Uh, Deborah says here, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself holding Holding fudge or anger only hurts the holder. Muddy water. Oh, yes. Um, so, so true. So, so true. Um, yeah, Christopher says here, news is the sensationalist garbage. It is. It's so true. Everywhere I go, I see beautiful people. I see so many beautiful people. Yes, Serena, feed the mind. The good stuff, that's the most important. You know, it's so it's so funny because I think about if people watched YouTube, positive YouTube videos, like said, okay, I'm going to take 30 days and not watch the news. I'm going to watch positive YouTube videos of empowering and, and changing the shit that, that's screwing us up. The world will be such a better place. It's so amazing. But people are so, so stuck to their victimhood, so stuck to their excuses. Well, I'm this way because then that happened to me and they're in that victim mindset. Uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Lee. Um, final yes. comments, take us home tonight in really what you want to get across to the viewers, the listeners, or they're listening on the podcast, whether they're watching on the replay or live, what is a good message we can send people off tonight and where can they get a hold of you to keep the conversation going? Tell us about that as well. If you want to keep the conversation going with me, reach out to me on, uh, yes, there you go. Instagram, simple spirit, one one also simple spirit, one one on Facebook. I have a Facebook group under the same name. Uh, or you can reach out to me on Facebook at Lee Height, my name. Just just look, find me. You can find me there. Um, always open to talk to you. Happy to help. Happy to support you. Guest speaking, that kind of stuff. I'm 
planning to do some workshop stuff down the road, uh, mostly group stuff. I don't do a lot of individual counseling, but I am open to it. Um, absolutely. I just haven't gone down that road a lot recently. Nevertheless, the thing I'd like people to go away with is that it, it, spirituality and spiritual growth is simple. The process is not always easy. Letting go of limiting beliefs is not always easy because we get attached to them. We get attached to the way things have always been. It's comfortable. You know, it's like that old pair of jeans that we just love to wear. They really don't fit anymore. There's a lot of holes, but man, they are just awesome. And sometimes these limiting beliefs and the comfortable way we have been it's fearful to let go of that. And there comes a point where we just know it's time to change and we got to let it go. And I think that's where a lot of people are. I, in fact, I don't think, I know. I know that's where a lot of people are right now. I see it every day. Uh, we hear about it. We all have friends and we look at them and we go, man, it's, it's time. It's time to start letting go of the way you have been because you are so much more. We are so much more. And all the conflict, all the angst, all the separation, all the division, all the divisiveness that, that I have seen out there in the world, um, I choose not to, it's not that I don't acknowledge it, I just choose not to see it right anymore. I choose to see connection. I choose to see people the way they truly are. You know, I work with a lot of people who are who are healers, who are in uh, you know, healing modalities. And what I tell them is that if you're going to work with somebody as a client and you walk in and you see somebody that needs to be healed, turn around and walk out, turn around and walk away. Because a person's job as a, who works as a healer is to see the whole person. Is to see them as they are, not as they appear. Mm -hmm. Is to see the wholeness beyond what appears, because we are calling. If we are working as healers, and Christopher, you work as a healer in, in in your own way. You know, raw and unscripted. You know, no nonsense, coach. Some people absolutely need that. And I know that I. You know, we've had conversations. If you you've hammered me over the head, whether you knew it or not, on more than one occasion. Of course. And as I and that's what I needed, absolutely. We all come at it from different angles, and we all find our way to people. We attract people into our lives who we need for our growth. Yes. Conscious boom. of it or not. Boom! Boom! Everybody, boom! Everybody, recognize. Here's the key: recognize that everybody in your world today is there for a reason and a purpose. May not like it, may not like the reflection, may love the reflection. A lot of people I love the reflection that I get from. The ones that I don't love, that I'm not liking, that I'm not enjoying, those are my greatest teachers. Mm -hmm. In many cases, in many cases. I'm not saying they all are, but I'm saying there are opportunities there. And those opportunities, and when we get past those, we get through that point where we're not triggered, we're not angered, we're not upset, we're not wound up by somebody who comes into our world and says, oh, rah, 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 rah. and I'm like, no, no, you know, go the other way, you know, love and accept them and bless them along the way. If you need to get passive aggressive with them, you know, mentally in your head, shoot them with little love arrows, right? You just kind of say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you right out of my life, man. Go away. Let me love you right I out of my life. I wish you well. Have a nice day. I wish you That's well. That's what I used to say. People, have a nice day. Right. Lee and Heights. It's about love. So, yeah. So, it's all about love, man. It's about love. Love one another. All be kind. All we need be is love. Bum, 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 bum. All we need you is love. Love. They had it right. Yes. Love right. is all we need. Well, brother, I love oh, you. I'm going to put you backstage in the green room and I'm going to wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Lee Height.
We're on a scripted show. Thank you, brother, for being here. Don't go anywhere. There you have it, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Jock says, great talk, Lee. Serena says, beautiful. Deborah says, as always, relevant, helpful insight from wonderful guest. That is you, Lee. Um, I thank you guys so much for your comments and for the interaction, the questions. I'm going to go back there and engage with you guys, as you guys know I always do. Robert, thank you so much for being here and your verbose post. Christopher, Deborah in the house, Mary Kay in the house, Serena, Jock, um, all you beautiful people. Joe Ingram, what? I missed that one. I'm sorry, Joe. I totally missed you. We are unique, just like everyone else. Joe does these little sneaking bombs. He comes in there and he just, he goes like, boom. And you think he's there the whole time, but he's not. Um, so you guys are all beautiful. Johanna in the house. Thank you so much for being here, darling. I miss you. I love you. I hope you're awesome. We got to connect soon. Um, to each and every one of you though, what can we do? What can we do? I talked about it before. www.helphealhumanity.org. Let's go out there and be the change we bitch about. Let's go out there and let's realize that it's not out there. Let's think about this. If we're talking about spirituality, we're talking about religion, we're talking about one soul. We're talking about the soul existence we're sitting here having here in the human form. Let's get more connected to that. Let's figure out what that is. Let's start listening to the whisper in our voice. You know, the whisper in our brain that sometimes say, don't do this or do this. And we kind of go, what is that? What was that? It was for me. I was like, what, the, what, is, what, is, what is that? Why do I keep hearing this weird nudge? And over the years, I progressively listened to it more and more. It's like, don't turn left here, turn right. You know, talk to this person, go do this. It's like, what, what? That's our soul. That's, 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 that's our spirit guides. That is the universe talking to us. And we can sit there and try to deny it. But as soon as we get more connected with who we are here, and we're able to let go of all the bullshit and all the anger and all the resentment, all the animosity. I used to be a very angry person. Even, even after I thought I wasn't angry anymore, I still was an angry person. I was able to portray a very calm and centered person, but inside I, I just had a, I just had a built a great buffer and a great filter to be like, okay, well, that's very interesting of you to say, thank you. And inside, like, I'm going to rip your fucking face off. No. Well, it was kind of like that. It kind of got that bad, but that was because I was not connected to my soul's purpose. I was not connected to my soul contract, which was Lee, which Lee was talking about. We're here having this amazing existence because we're here to learn lessons. And I believe that we keep coming back until we learn those lessons. So if you know that there's a lesson that you need to learn, if you know there's something that you're running away from, go become more connected with that. Go seek that out. Go heal from that. If you have animosity and anger towards somebody, go seek therapy. Go start to release that. Go start to love yourself. Go start to take care of yourself because this is how we can change the trajectory of what's going on in the world. If every single motherfucker out there who wants to bitch, piss him on and blame everybody else, if they just sat there and, and drew within and said, Hey, where is this all coming from? Lee talked about the mirror. If you don't, what you don't like in other people is what you don't like in yourself. So if you're sitting there judging a bunch of other people and blaming a bunch of other people, why not take the mirror, turn it around and accept responsibility for where it is that you're at in your journey and decide that you're no longer going to tolerate that mediocrity. You're not going to tolerate the voices in your head telling you what to do based on what it is that other people tell you to do and be start being your own person, start being connected with who you are. It's not an easy journey, trust me, but every single day that I go through it and I grow through it, I become a more loving, heart-centered person having these crazy conversations about love. Me, this guy, the guy be like, I fucking kick your ass, whatever. Love, love yourself, love the moments. Love the fact that we get to hear, be here and experience this amazing gift called life. We get to smell amazing things and sometimes not so amazing things. We get to taste things. We get to see things. We get to touch things. And so often we're wasting our time doing what? Spending time on shit that does not matter. Life, life is right here, ladies and gentlemen. Life is, life is right here. You get to make your life every single day when you wake up. Say what you're grateful for. Set the intention for the day. Ask yourself during the day, am I getting closer to my intention or am I getting further away from my intention? Be honest with yourself. Get congruent. Take time for yourself. If you don't know how to meditate, go to YouTube, meditate, lots of meditations there. Ask some friends, get in groups, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Trust me, guys. I am a much nicer person. I'm a much inner, I have more inner peace than I ever had in my entire life because I have chosen to become more spiritual and more connected and more loving and more understanding that we are more the same than we are different. No matter you're black, white, straight, gay, tall, short, fat, Republican, fuck whatever label you want to put on it. 
We are all the same. We talked about it. We all come from the same ocean. So if that is true, if that is true, then how can we judge another person for being different or for having different opinions? Show love, not fear. I love you guys. You are amazing. You are amazing. I love you guys. Be the change that you want to see in the world. I say, Deborah, I say, be the change you bitch about. Um, yes, Angel's in the house. Thank you so much, Angel. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, she says, have a great evening. Uh, Mary Kay says, love you. Have a great show. Robert says, thank you, Christopher and Lee. Um, yeah, if you guys dig this, please share this out. And uh, of course, as always, uh, go to ChristopherRoush.com. There's a lot of good stuff coming up there. Um, sign up for the newsletter. I want to make sure I capture you guys with the stuff going on in social media. I don't want to lose this connection. So go sign up for the newsletter. I Trust me, I haven't sent one out in probably two years, but at least I have your name there and I can communicate with you. In 2022, we're going to be a lot more uh, stuff here in Ron and scripted land in kick-ass land. So we've got the group coaching coming up January 11th, 2022. I'm only taking 10 people. So if you're interested in that, hit me up. I'll give you a free coaching session just as my way of uh, seeing if that's something you want to do. But again, just go out there, love on yourself, take care of yourself, be the change you want to see, have a legacy that you're excited about, surround yourself with the right people, wake up every day excited about who it is that you get to be and do and uh, go out there and make this world pretty kick-ass for my kids and my kids' kids. So we'll see you next time on the Raw and Unscripted Show. 